So Crisp, a tasty bite-sized podcast that serves business, bravery, branding, beauty, sex, love, motherhood, womanhood, feminism, labels, psychology, marketing, messaging, mavenry, musicals, and the mess we call life. All deliciously dished up and ready to consume. In fact, is there anything we don't discuss? Not with Jay Crisp Crow, copywriting queen from Crisp Copy in the kitchen. I hope you're hungry. This episode is brought to you by How Dare She, a platform celebrating women who dare and their unique stories. Built on a social enterprise model, How Dare She brings writers, designers, tech folk and women in business from all around the globe together to support education for all girls around the world and amplify the voices of women. Today we have Swapna Thomas, who is one of my favourite rebels on purpose. But before we get stuck into all of her good ideas, I'm going to ask her, what is your favourite word, Swapna? Hi, Jay. Hi. So my favorite word right now is liminal. And uh, <laughs> that it, uh, it means basically being on a threshold. Uh, so basically, you know, between two stages of transition. And I feel like that's so relevant for me and sort of my clients. Oh, that's so, that word so really, delicious. Say it again. Yeah. Liminal. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. Like rolls yeah. off your tongue. That's, yeah, that's I love it. Oh yes, my goodness, I, I knew I could I knew I could rely on you for a good word. Like I knew <laughs> when I was when I was putting this together, I was like, oh, she's gonna have a good one. <laughs> anyway, so Swapna, I want I wanted to talk to you because I think you're so cool. Um, and I've been such a massive fangirl of yours for forever. And um, and you have this really interesting um, kind of juxtaposition in your story about kind of how you grew up to how you ended up being this kind of rebel on purpose and you have this great take on um, the concept of rebellion. So basically just tell us your entire life story in five minutes, please. Yes. Okay. So first of all, I want to say like, it takes a cool one to recognize another cool. So, <laughs> you know, it's a mutual admiration society for sure. And uh, coming back to the rebellion. So I, if you knew me as a child, you would never think that I was a rebel because I was like the good girl personified. Like I would do exactly what my parents told me. I was the A grade student throughout my schooling. I did everything right. I, you know, did all the right things, like choose the right subjects in my school. Because in India, the, the epitome of education is that you go into science and you study for either engineering or medicine. Like that's the two, two careers that people are like students are allowed to choose from like mm -hmm. everything else is like oh that's oh poor thing you are you're doing commerce or you're doing arts like you know <laughs> you didn't get anywhere else so that has been like now it has changed of course but when I was growing up that was like the norm so I did all the things by the books you know everything that I was supposed to and I wouldn't confront anyone I would just you know uh, say what everyone wanted to hear so there was no tra trace of that inner rebellion that was going on within me. Mm. And it would come out at a very, like the least expected uh, time. So when I decided to marry uh, the love of my life, that was when my parents, you know, sort of got a shock to their system. Oh, really? Like, was he, not, in the was he not part of their plan? No, because in India, like, again, you know, it's a very, uh, the arranged marriages are the norm mm -hmm. and you marry within your religion, within your caste. And like, there are a lot of uh, specifications. And my husband was out 
like outside everything like he was a different religion he was from a different part of the country he spoke uh, like he spoke the same language but like his culture was entirely different from ours mm-hmm. so because india is such a big country you know the diversity can sometimes be like an obstacle mm. so when i took that decision i think that's the first time my parents sort of realized like she's not going to budge from this like she's decided and she's going to do it and that's a it. pretty big thing that's you know that's not like the first time you've ever seen it is you know you going and getting your eyebrows done at 17 and <laughs> being told not to isn't oh, it i, I mean, didn't do that I yeah didn't that's what i mean that. like you saved it all up <laughs> i saved it all up for i think that was the thing you know probably it didn't matter to me like any nothing else so that's the whole thing about purpose right mm. when i met the guy uh, and i know that it sounds a little you know flighty and flaky like you know it's not all about a guy like that's not what i am about but when i knew that this was the person i am meant to be with and um, we had by that time we were already like been together for 9 years mm. so i knew like you know i'm in it for the for my life Mm. And so, so it was, that really, was, my, it was worth being rebelling. Yeah, it was purposeful. Like I yeah. wasn't rebelling for the sake of rebelling. Mm-hmm. And that's my thing. Like you have to you your inner rebel is already within you, but it needs a purpose. Like no one no, none of us wants to be a rebel without a cause. Mm. That's not, you know, that's not the you know, I see people who do all sorts of things uh in the name of rebellion, but it's sort of usually without any purpose yeah is it in the just... name of rebellion i think a lot of it that we might see in business is in the name of branding because yeah. some branding experts said you need to be different and instead of people it's scary to dig a little deeper and instead of people finding the thing about them that is unique and being vulnerable they um you know they kind of like uh, put on a cloak of someone else's concept of rebellion and wear that around yeah. a bit um yeah so yeah. it's missing that impetus where it just it, it like bubbles up from your gut yeah i mean it's easy to adopt another's rebellion mm-hmm. and you know like be uh, stand out like that but eventually it will catch up and because it's not aligned to who you are and you will people will see through it mm-hmm. so i think it's worth it to spend some time to really you know understand yourself and uh why why is this important for you yeah so how so, do you how do you incite rebellion in the women that you work with swapna um i ask them one very simple question which is the same thing like why why do you want to do this and because you know if if they can't answer that like um usually the answer to this lies in either their past or the future Mm-hmm. right so something has happened like a person or a memory or something that has happened in their past which is what has incited them which is what has you know put like created this fire within them to create this change or you know be on this path of rebellion and uh, really embrace their inner rebel or there is something that they want to create in the future they see a change that they want to bring about in the world and that cannot happen until they embrace that rebellion within them because they are seeing things being done as they are right now and they're not happy about it and they know that it can be different but for that they need to step up and they need to embrace their rebellion yeah. so so they have to like look into either their past or their future sometimes both and they have to find that why that moves them 
to tap into that rebellion and because unless that happens uh, because it's it's really difficult to walk the path of you know being like reclaiming your rebellion rebelliousness and uh, staying true to it because like it will be tested at every single point so not having that why really and i know it's the most cliched question like you know start with why and all of that but honestly it comes down to that you have to know your your why and you know why is it so important for you and why is it so important for the people that you are working with your your soul clients yeah. why is it important for them because if they are not invested in your rebellion then you are like you know you're on your own you're a rebellious solo, solo warrior yeah that doesn't work <laughs> solo warrior i love it i don't know if you're um, aware of the politics that are currently happening in australia here but i mm-hmm. i see I see glimmers of this now in like Ella's like you, we both have daughters um, who are quite fiery little creatures. Um, and, um, and I see this in her generation and a, a friend of mine recently, who's an, who's another copywriter and we just happened to have made buddies texted mm-hmm. me the other day and she said, I just, I feel so sad. I, I don't have any juice left in the tank because I'm just so sad at the state of our country and the mm-hmm. way that like, why haven't we done anything to stop this? And now it feels like it's too late and it's all ruined basically. Mm-hmm. And I said mm-hmm. to her, it, what I'm hearing from, um, like women mostly and mm-hmm. younger generation is that mm-hmm. sometimes it takes this moment where it feels like everything is wrong because we've ignored it too long for us to stand yeah. up and say, okay, we can't let this happen again. So now yeah. we're going to, we're going to stop this and, and rebel against what we've been told we have to have. Um, yeah. And I think we, there's so many instances in not just in business but for Mm -hmm. women around the world where we sometimes it takes us you know we're we're kind of plodding along doing our own thing trying to keep our own lives together and you know doing all of the emotional labor and all of the physical labor that is required of us as women that we don't Mm -hmm. um you know that's kind of ella's um that's ella's conspiracy theory is about high Mm -hmm. heels and kitchens is about keeping us so that we're not making major decisions in the world. Um, that might yeah. be a little extreme, but it, but sometimes it takes a big knock on the head for us to go, oh, my goodness, we can't let that happen again. Okay. We have to stand up and do something about something, whatever it is that your something is, yeah. uh, which I kind of think yeah. is what you're talking it, about. Yeah, I mean, this is a liminal moment if there ever was, right? Like yeah. we are on the precipice of uh, a massive change and mm-hmm. this could go wrong uh, really, really wrong, mm. and this go really, really right. Like that's where we are standing right now. Yeah, and and you know, I re- recently wrote a post on Facebook. Like uh, we are all seeing what's happening around the world, not just in Australia, but mm. US. Like in my own country, like it feels like we have already lost. Yes, right, because we were we we didn't know like how did this happen. It yes. feels like we have stepped into an alternate reality where people are actively voting against all the things that are good like healthcare uh, equality justice yeah. uh, you know like it feels like you know what what's like what's happening to people like what's wrong with them but mm-hmm. honestly the question we need to ask is what's wrong with us uh, why are we quiet why are we looking at the government or the authorities like or the powers to be to create change because all of us have our personal and and I know like you know there are limits to what we can do 
but this is where you know the rebelliousness is purposeful when there is a bigger meaning to it and in context of my business and i think even for yours this is very true when we create our personal movements and our personal rebellions we are empowering other entrepreneurs and other women business owners to create their own rebellions and uh, movements yeah. and sort of create this ripple effect because this is not just about you know uh, speaking up and you know taking a stand it's also about creating a lot of wealth right mm -hmm. earning the money that you deserve mm -hmm. because eventually money does make the world go round mm -hmm. uh, your economy your economic power it affects the decisions that government is taking so it's if you are really invested in changing the world invest in yourself invest in your business and if you know create wealth Oh it's no longer genius that is why that's the best reason for people who can't get over that is the best reasoning for women who can't get over the i don't think i can charge that because it's so terrifying i think if everybody if every woman who is currently going through that could hear you say that swapna i'm sure i'm sure that they would yeah. all go yes i can do it for that Yes, I mean you can't afford not to do that anymore, mm. uh, because when you're seeing, you know, the big banks and the, you know, the all the pharmaceutical industries, like how they are playing with our future, mm. how can you not do that? How can you, you know, stay small and keep yourself stuck in the same thought process that the same pattern that you have been like, I'm not worthy, worthy enough. I'm not deserving enough. I can't do this. like that's this is not the time for that anymore like let's you know let's get get rid of this we yeah. this this has what what has been keeping women stuck yes the kitchen the heels and all of that but it's this thinking you know yeah. that we we don't deserve like don't i don't think men voices. ever ever think like that they're not worthy of a million dollars if just just because they are they exist like you know yeah. i think a man just thinks that because he exists he's he deserves to have a million dollars yeah. you know it's just women like we do emotional labor we do manual labor uh, we do you know mental labor all kinds of labor and even then we feel that it's not enough yeah and i think men i think men and you know we i i think men feel like they are entitled to an opinion at all times about all things um and that's what we that's the other way we do ourselves that's not wrong i'm just saying that we don't do that lots of women don't do that we don't feel like we're entitled to have an opinion until we know all of the things that there is to know and i'm very much speaking from personal lived experience of being that kind of mentor teacher archetype where i feel like i have to know every single thing that there is to know about a thing before yeah. i have an opinion about it but yeah that just silences us when we when we embrace that and and we let it rule our the way that we behave it yeah. does it serves to just keep us quiet rather than um yeah. stepping out and like i love that you brought up money i love that you brought up money because i often laugh at myself there was somebody took a photo of me presenting at the artful business conference last weekend mm -hmm. um and on the slide it says um uh communicate your worth and be proud to sell and when i looked back at it i thought how hilarious that it's me teaching a group of women in a big room of women um mm -hmm. this concept when 
like up until a couple of years ago, I couldn't even say out loud how much I charged people. I was so terrified of it. And we're so taught not to have those money conversations, those depending how you, how you brought up. But I was, I always thought that money made people bad and that you shouldn't discuss it. And it's not really a girly thing to do to um, worry about it. And that's crazy. I was brought up by a single mother who paid all of her own bills. Um, mm-hmm. So me to have been brought up that way, what would it be like for other young women growing up in households where there was a dad who was paying all the bills and mum stayed home in the kitchen? Um, yeah. So it, it, it's, it's fascinating to think that we... So terrifying to talk about money. I love that you brought it up. Yeah. And I just want to, you know, add one more thing. Like it's even more important for us. Like I don't have a son, but if I did, uh, you know, this is one of the things that I want him, would want him to see like women really owning their worth and speaking their mind because the earlier generation did not have those women because Mm. of whatever reasons, you know, patriarchy and the cultural conditioning and all of that. But now that we know it, like it's our duty to model this for our sons more than our daughters. Like our daughters will learn this anyway, you know, like we learned it the hard way, yes. but it's important for us to model it for our sons yeah. uh, and, you know, be able to show them that sometimes it takes women to really uh, own their worth, but that doesn't mean that you, you know, you don't uh, facilitate that or mm. they are our allies. Like allies. I you know, f- feminism doesn't mean that we exclude them from the conversation because patriarchy hurts men as much as it hurts women. Yeah, I agree. So I think it's a like a bigger conversation, but I know I, yeah. love, I love that we're talking about all the things. That's why, <laughs> like, if if more sons could see their moms mm. uh, really, you know, standing up and in the spotlight and asking for what they are worth, like, how empowering would that be for them? Mm. And the women that are coming into their lives, like it would just change the game completely. Fabulous. We should do that. Um, <laughs> so after you, after you had your first huge rebellion that you basically seemed that you saved everything up that wasn't worth rebelling about in, and then saved it up for the one first thing that really was, what other things happened after you, cho- you chose the man that you wanted to marry, where you really started to realise that you, you had this huge in a rebel that you were going to let free on the world? So here's the thing about rebellion. You, you know, it can, if you don't tap into it completely, it can come and go, right? So I, you can fall back into the pattern. So from one, uh, you know, this, this huge wave of rebellion, I get, then got back to the good girl conditioning because that's our default, right? Mm-hmm. So I got back to that. And then I was again about pleasing everyone else in my life, you know, putting myself last. And then uh, I reached a point and honestly, this is probably the first time I'm talking about it, but it it took a miscarriage Mm -hmm. for me to understand what I was doing to myself. It, you know, probably that was the reason that it happened to me. And, you know, in the way that it happened, like it was really, I was almost you know, the doctors were like really touch and go. Uh, so I, I realized like, what was I doing to myself? What was I doing to my life? Uh, I had put myself last in every, every single thing. Mm. And I was not saying anything that I meant. I was trying to please everyone. And uh, it, there was so much frustration that it was coming up in a very ugly ways in my life. 
and probably that's why you know universe sent me this message like wake up this is your wake up call and that's the point i realized like if if not now then when yeah and that's when i went back on the journey of understanding myself and it has been a it has been an evolution it didn't happen overnight for sure it took me a lot of inner work to be able to really say what i mean and you know this is uh, this comes from uh, this book called the four agreements um if if you haven't read it i think it should be like required reading for <laughs> everyone not just entrepreneurs but everyone one of the things it says is like say what you mean you know always be be impeccable to your word that's what the agreement yes. is yeah so say what you mean and only say things that you mean don't say anything you know that you don't mean so you that so that you don't if if what you mean to do is to really articulate your frustration do that mm-hmm. but without hurting someone else in the process mm-hmm. just because you don't know how to say your you know uh, communicate your frustration you take it you know usually it comes out in very ugly ways when we take it out on someone else yeah. so that's what i learned and it it has been a learning process um, but it it came to a point like where recently uh, my my fam my husband had to go for a family engagement and um, he, like this was an out of town thing and i had some work commitment and i was able to tell him that you know i don't i i can't go like I, it's not that i don't want to go i can't go and you have to be okay with that and he was okay with that and you know earlier i would have you know skirted around it created some sort of drama around it and then you know never saying like i just can't go like this is important for me my priority is my work right now mm-hmm. and when i was able to say what i meant the you know the the transformation that happened was immediate like he got it and he he understood why this was important to me and there was no like there no drama around it so that's what you know it has it has taken like that level mm. of truth being true to yourself uh, and not you know falling into the trap of oh i'm not a good wife and i'm not a good mother and all of that mm. so, so if there are women listening to this that uh find themselves silencing that inner woman often um and creating drama around things rather than kind of tackling them head on what are some of the key concepts that you could share with those women so that they can embrace that in a rebel and start to just live a little more it is about living a little more truthfully i think uh-huh so in the context of business mm-hmm. so the, the the three things that i tell women to get you know really really clear about is first of all their purpose so going back to that question of why you know why do you want to do this what's your big movement that you're creating mm-hmm. because all of us have personal movements in our business uh it could be a big movement it could be a small one and it's it's a it's a valid purpose to make money like i just want to you know put that out there yeah goodness if you <laughs> like if you just want to make lots of money that's a valid purpose like there's nothing wrong with it as long as you know like what that money is you know you're not trying to uh validate your worth with money yes it's not about you know like as when i make 1 million dollars that's when i'm going to be worthy you are already worthy yeah. it's not about that i was listening to laura elkasasi the other day um again at the artful conference and she said oh. 
she made us do this, this process where you draw a big circle and you put all the things you want in your business on the inside of the circle and all the big things that you don't want on the outside of the circle. And then she said, right, who has got make money in the business in the inside? And, you know, there were 80 women in the room, might've been five people put their hand up and she was like, then it's not business. Yeah. Part of your, part of your purpose for your business has to be to make money so that you can at least self-sustain so that mm. you can make the impact that you want because we, you're exactly right. Without that, I mean, it doesn't have to be the entire purpose, but it's got to be in the list. Yes, but- absolutely. And then you also know the purpose of that money, right? What mm. is it meant for? Like, is it uh, just bills? And again, that's also a valid purpose. But is it more than that? Like, what do you want to create wealth for, right? So purpose, that's the first thing. The mm-hmm. second thing is your personality. Um, and this is where I think the most um, amount of work needs to be done is to accept your personality uh, and be okay with whoever you are. So if you are a antisocial personality like me, be okay with that. Like, you know, I can, I can not step out of my house for a week or 15 days and I'm absolutely okay with that. It doesn't bother me at all. And, um, you know, to be that levels of honesty and uh, vulnerability with yourself mm. and putting that in your marketing. Like I say, one of the things I always say is market your flaws mm, because lovely. everybody is marketing their perfections and you know how amazing they are at this stuff and that stuff. But what about the people that who are looking at you and they, they are saying, Oh my God, I have to be that level of awesomeness to make this amount of money or, you know, be this successful. Yeah. Uh, show them your the chinks in your armor show them that you know what I'm a lazy person who sometimes doesn't get out of the bed till 11 and I still make it work like I'm still successful you know? so so because so that they get the permission to be who they are when you are yourself and you shine uh, like a disco light which is always my favorite word <laughs> like my favorite phrase like it just may, gives me this mental picture of a 70s you know disco <laughs> And so if you're shining like that, it gives permission to, for everyone around you, not just your clients, but everyone in your life to be themselves, like be, be uh, radically yourself. Mm. And it just, you know, gives everyone around you to the permission to be themselves. And I think that's why we don't give that permission because we are afraid if we are ourselves, some of the people in our life will be themselves and that might be a little bit too much to take. <laughs> so, but you know, that therein lies the true, true liberation, mm. you know, for everyone. And I think there's always people that you don't expect that is watching you. Like in my head, I'm a pretty, I'm pretty good at compartmentalizing these days because mm-hmm. I have a little touch of the empath and I used to soak up everybody else's stuff and therefore, yeah. not be, you know, almost being capable of working. Um, and so now I'm, I'm, I have a little armor that I use quite often. And, um, and because of that, I compartmentalize my life quite a bit. Like this is, I finished my work now. I'm no longer Jay that's a little bit famous on the internet and then I go and pick up my little guy and sometimes I forget that the two worlds are connected and a couple of weeks ago a mum that I've just met because um, the little guy's at a new school um, she kind of ran into my arms hugging me and it was the day this, this podcast launched 
And mm-hmm. afterwards she texted me and said, oh, I'm so sorry I behaved that way. It was kind of inappropriate, but I was just so overcome. I was literally late to come and pick up because I was sitting in the car hoping to absorb another five minutes of your podcast. And I just thought, I like that just came so out of the blue that mm. that I kind of incited this woman to <laughs> physically come up to me and hug me, and then she felt horrified afterwards. And I was like, <laughs> the highlight of my day. Yes, <laughs> um, yes. I don't always know who. It's not always you know. She's not my ideal client. I'll probably she'll probably never pay me money for anything. Um, mm. That was you know. It's not the that's not the purpose. It's yes. literally that you you're probably impacting a whole lot of people that you don't even know are watching. Yes, yes absolutely. Mm. And then that brings me to the final piece of the puzzle, which is your people. So mm. purpose, personality, and your people, right? And here's the thing, I, you know, there is so much about your ideal clients, your dream clients, and your soul clients, and all of that mm. stuff. Everybody has done some sort of a ideal client exercise and all mm-hmm. of that. So I, I don't think I have a lot of new stuff to add to it, but I just want to put one, this one thing out there. And it's that, that you are allowed to work with whoever you want to mm. and wherever you are right now. That's the only thing I want to say, because a lot of people think that they are not allowed to work with a certain level of clients till they have gone through some sort of rite of passage. So they are not allowed to have clients who are really easygoing or who pay on time. <laughs> And who pay in full and who, you know, who are, who are basically not a-holes. And, you know, so they feel like there's a rite of passage. Like you have to eat a lot of shit sandwiches before you can reach at that level yeah. where you can, you are allowed to work with the right people. Yes. But that's or, not or true. That you're even allowed to, to choose. I mean, I used to yes. keep, keep a secret almost that, um, that I only worked with women. Um, yes. Because yes. I, I couldn't quite believe that I only worked with women because I never identified as like a girl's girl. Um, yeah. B, that I felt like other people would judge me because I'd chosen not to work with half of the population. And yes. so I just didn't tell anyone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so and, and, and you are not alone. Like I felt the same. Like I felt I, didn't, I couldn't say, like how dare I say that I only yeah. work with women. Like how elitist of me or like, you know, how sexist of me. Yeah. Or uh, now that I w- only work with people who have been in business for uh, at least two years mm. uh, and have done the groundwork, that's the kind of people I want to work with. And uh, I, I just put it out there. And, you know, it took me a time, because, a little bit time, because I thought I was not allowed to say that or I was not allowed to work with them unless I had done all of all this, this stuff. you know, work. Yeah. This so I just want to yeah, that, add yeah. that, like you are allowed to choose Mm-hmm. who you want to work with but it will take you a lot of mental uh, like mindset work get yourself on the same plane because if you're not like mentally there it doesn't matter how much money you have made how much experience you have all of that stuff is not important but you have to be like mentally there yeah yeah you have to be ready oh my yeah. goodness this is so fabulous and every single time I do a podcast I always say at the end oh I wish we had more time to talk but I really really do today I really wish that <laughs> I could just flip open the top of your head and pour your brain out into the ears of everybody that is wanting to listen to this it's a little creepy but yeah, um, <laughs> we can't do that so um so before we wrap up stop now what tell us what's so crisp in your life right now what good things do you have going on mm. 
um it's the summer is really crisp right now it's burning <laughs> us to a crisp but other than that uh, business is really crisp i am uh, um putting out uh, this amazing intention to have a few more one on one clients right now yeah. and uh, i'm doing a facebook live uh, uh, like a challenge to myself because i was really you know this is one of my beliefs that i wanted to shift was that i'm not good in, good on video and that i don't know how to do lives amazing on video <laughs> but that's what i believe right <laughs> so to shift that i took this challenge for myself which is like 108 facebook lives wow. and it's called lives without hives because i every time i thought about doing a live i would break into a hive <laughs> Sorry, so i laughing this <laughs> idea of you know doing lives without hives like getting to a place where i don't break out into hives so i'm doing that and that's really crispy to me because i have really realized that i love doing facebook lives and mm-hmm. it's still not like not daily or anything like that i do when i feel like but uh, the the like the fear has gone so so that's basically the two things i'm doing right now which are really crispy putting out intention for more one on one clients which really is the my zone of genius mm-hmm. uh, and uh, yeah and uh, the facebook lives Well, fabulous. Well, if people want to find you, if they've listened to this and thought, "I need to be Swapner's next one-on-one client," then they can find all of your details in our show notes. Um, so, thank you so much for coming and talking. That was that was it was fabulous. It was just like a normal conversation with you, only we recorded it. I loved it. Thank you so much. Um, this has been so crisp, and my special rebellious guest has been Swapner from Swapner Thomas. Swapner helps rebels on purpose develop a firebrand mindset and go rogue with their marketing, so they can confidently own their value, claim their voice, and get well paid for their genius. May your day be crisper than Swapner's current temperature of Did you say forty three degrees in Delhi today? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Little crisper than that. <laughs> Thank you, Sophia. Bye. You've been listening to So Crisp with copywriter, copy coach, and consultant Jay Crisp Crow. If you've loved this episode, get all the juicy details and links at crispcopy.com.au/podcast. Make sure you never miss a bite by subscribing to So Crisp wherever you get your podcasts. Want to help us spread the deliciousness? Rate and review this show and share with your mates. Remember, if there's a copy question you want nibbled at, email me straight away right now.